This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. Every time I try and spell the word recommendation, I do it wrong. So that's why I have a friend here to help me help you. Hawk, hello. Hi. I actually don't know if I can help you with that problem. Can you spell the word recommendation? R E C Rec. I know. See, that's where I get caught up. Is it M M? You know, I feel like whenever I spell like the Philippines too, oh, yeah. it seems like it will have Philippines, two L's. Philippines, one L, two N's, right? right? I think recommendation is one C and two M's. Is that correct? All Who right. Okay. Was well, I, giving advice, so that's a great start, I guess. I think the first word, the first like long word that I knew how to spell was encyclopedia. And it was like oh. when I was in like grade school to where it was impressive because I'd be like mom dad listen to me spell the word encyclopedia and they were like wow this is really good right or I think we used to like spell Mississippi oh yes and you would just boast about it to your your friends or your parents so many letters in the word Mississippi yeah I feel like it's too many letters and then like spell it backwards and things like that you can spell Mississippi backwards I used to I don't know if I still remember it. Let's see it. M I S S I S S I P P I. Holy crap. I P P I S S I S S I M. Oh, I do. <laughs> just won't help with any life thing, but it's like riding totally. a bike. <laughs> it's just right. like, they say, can you do it? I guess you can do it. Well, do you have any other hidden talents? I guess that is one. I have a lot of hidden, I don't know if you can actually call them talents, but like okay. little things about my body that's a little different. Than the average, like on my elbow, yeah. A long time ago, this bone came off, so there's a bone came off. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's Why just is like it floating inside. Ew! Oh my gosh, <laughs> it looks like a little marble inside so of your like, skin. It's not gonna help with anything, but it's is there. That... <laughs> it's there. <laughs> You're right. I don't know yeah. if it's a talent. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get a reaction out of someone, so you, you know. definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I guess, I mean, that bit. <laughs> you yeah, get a reaction out of people. Definitely not a talent. But. I don't have any... I, I can move one eye at a time. A little okay. isolation. This is terrible for a you podcast. Isolation. But <laughs> I know no one can see anything. Isolation. I'll show it. I'll put it on the Instagram. I just made an Instagram for the account. Oh, okay. Or for the podcast. It's nice. at just a tip podcast i'll put my isolation and i'll get you showing us your little skin marble yeah. on there yeah. so go check it out on, on the instagram anyway you may know hawk from so many things you are so geniusly talented visually uh you may recognize him from america's best dance crew on mtv two-time winner with quest crew but you may not know that uh-oh we stalked you okay. quickly. Oh, no. And we found that you had a cameo in uh-huh. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakle. <laughs> yes. What was that? Uh, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think that was right after we did ABDC. Okay. And uh, we basically went on it as Quest Crew, but I think oh. they named us different. But we were just doing the same sort of thing. And it's like a within the story, there's a high school talent show. And because we're Asian, we look a little bit younger and we qualify <laughs> as high school students. Sure. And we were competing, I Wait, guess. so you weren't chipmunks? No, but I think towards the end, they uh, put some of our like stunts and movements on the chipmunks. I no think ending way. credits or something. And I had no idea they were going to do that. So that was like a fun little bonus to see. Whoa. Yeah. Have you ever been a cartoon aside from that? Like, have you, because you do so much movement stuff. And I'm sure you've done right. like, what is it called when they have the, the dots on your face? Like, um, it's oh, like CGI um, except for on motion yeah, capture. Motion capture. Yes. I actually haven't done that. I know a couple, I think. Was it Robot Chicken or something? They did some Quest Crew stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, ran- but it would always be randomly. We would find it, you know. 
Weird. Yeah, really weird. Have you ever had this happen to you? I know it happened to, I'm sure it's happened to a lot of our friends because it happened to me and I also mm-hmm. don't put like that much dance content out, but people overseas would steal choreography and oh, do yeah. it for like anything. Yeah, and even like like a national TV show, you know, right. in the Philippines or India, but it's so, yeah, it's to the point that where it's like, yeah, go for, like. If Whoa. you guys can win with that, you know, go for it. You don't feel weird at all? Um, maybe ages ago. But okay, I now think, you don't care. No, I mean, it's to the point that, you know, I'm sure I learned from someone like that at one point, you know, mm. and if they can advance from using that material and then make some stuff that I, like, myself or anyone, any of us couldn't even make, then it's just like a plus, you know? That's totally true. I guess I felt weird in the beginning because I'm like, there's no credit given. Right. And I know it still happens all the time, but it's like, I get, it, it was weird because my choreography was in like a music video. Oh. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. It was right. like a K-pop girl band a couple years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I hate this a lot. Right, right. But there's, what can you do besides? Yeah. Like, and I, I think though nowadays with the internet, like every, all the information, it's, it's harder to hide things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you do that, you're going to get bashed because you know, it's not like people won't see it. You yeah. Know? So I feel like, yeah, just let the the universe do its thing. You yeah. know, they take it, they take it. You, right. I mean, there's only so much you can actually control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess <laughs> in life so much yep. that you can't control. <laughs> but that's interesting that you said that you kind of, you can advance by, I guess, not copying in a way. But yeah. I think that's how I developed like my own dance style or mm-hmm. my comedic style. Like I have all these people that I look up to or I watch these movies and I'm like, I love the way that they write these jokes. I love the way that right. they, they deliver them. And until you can find your own voice, you kind of are emulating somebody else that you look up to. Exactly. And I feel like at some point, they, the people that you looked up to did the same thing too. For you know? sure. And I feel like because, you know, come from like the street dance background and biting, such a big no-no. And mm-hmm. I completely understand that side of things too. Yeah. But I, I think at this point in my life, I'm more so of it's okay to copy it as long as you advance it. You know, yeah. if you just take it and do the, exactly the same or less, I feel like you're not giving respect to the art or to the craft you know like in the art world nothing changes you know it's already been done so you're not actually adding to the mix so i feel like if you can take it add your own flair go for it and if everyone does that as a whole the level was just gonna get higher and higher yeah definitely that's kind of like a add-on that game exactly that's it that's a dance game, but is it an other, another game? Like one person does a dance move and then you go down the line and the next person does your move and then they add right. on one move. I bet you there's, there's probably that a, a certain version of that in any world. Yeah. You know? I should re or rewind back to the word biting. I don't know if people yeah. know yes. what biting is. Clementine, do you know what the word <laughs> biting means? Or is it, okay, it's a dance term because I never know if some terms are dance terms or right, if some are right. like widely known. Yeah. But biting... Uh, you could probably explain it in better terms, but yeah, just like blatantly copying something that somebody else is doing and passing it off as your own. Yes. And it's horrific. And it's mm-hmm. offensive. It is. I think uh, usually, and this I agree with the the biting side, if, if you're taking someone's style, flow, move, it's not just one thing as a hint. It's like the whole package. And yeah. And saying that to you, it's like, hmm... I don't know. It's like being an imposter. Yeah. It's like, you know, add some more stuff and make it your own. Like, why why are you satisfied just with that? Totally. Is the, I don't know anything about hand motions anymore, Uh but is biting the hand motion for biting, like still having your two arms? Okay. So if you're listening, well, obviously you're listening to this and not looking at it, but if you have your two arms and you're making fists with both of them, you cross them over each other and then you open them up and down as if like it's a jaw. Does that explain it correctly? It's like the equal sign, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you're doing like a arms on top of each other and then you open them and close them. That's biting. And you, you should do that to someone that's copying you to their face. <laughs> <laughs> People listening will be like, what are they talking about? They're trying it. It's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing handstands or something. <laughs> that's not right. Um, okay, but this is not a podcast about biting. <laughs> it's a podcast about giving advice. People write us their sticky situations and we do our best to help them, advise them, give any insight that we can from our personal experiences 
Are you ready to help? Am I ready? I think I am. <laughs> okay, great. Let's see how we can help. Question number one. Do you have any tips on how to be an early riser? I find it really hard to have motivation to get up early in the morning, and I think it really affects my productivity. I would love to get up early and have time to work out or enjoy fresh air, but I find myself sleeping in almost every day. Help! From Rested in Seattle. I'm actually questioning if I wrote that question <laughs> oh, really? in. I'm not even kidding. Oh, this is exciting then. Oh my because god! Because we're on both. We're on opposite sides of this. Okay. I love the morning time. <sighs> Basically, when the sun goes down, have you ever heard of seasonal affective disorder? No. Is that what it's I've called? It's it. like in the. Sounds serious. <laughs> it does sound serious. I think it is. But uh, for I guess parts of the world that go dark quicker or. Okay. Places like Seattle that are just always rainy or uh -huh. have actual seasons and not Los Angeles, they get sad because of the lack of sunlight. Right, But right, I feel right. like I have that every day when the sun goes down. Okay. Because I love daytime okay, so okay. much. I'm such a morning person. Like as soon as, I, even if I'm up at six o'clock and the sun is down, I'm still sad because the sun's not up. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, Even though yeah. I'm a morning person, it's got to be with the sun. Okay, so do you actually get a tiny bit sad if you're walking in the sunlight and then you walk in the shade a little bit <laughs> and then you go back out? I guess it you're would like, toggle. Huh, huh. Oh, you know what? I'm back. I'm like a cat. Oh, Cats okay. love sunlight. If I have like one they shard do. of sunlight, my kittens will be right in that. My my dog's a cat in that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess he's a cat. But Sunlight's the best. I guess he's a cat. But, But yeah, waking up, it's funny because when I have an important project or if mm -hmm. I'm on the job, it doesn't matter if it's 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 4 a.m., I can wake up like that. Yeah. But without that, like just subconsciously, my mind knows that I can relax a little bit and I'm the worst right. at waking up when it comes down to that. You know, some people uh, like, you know, my girlfriend, you know, she's a hairstylist. So it's more of like a steady schedule. Mm -hmm. She has to wake up. So it kind of becomes a habit. And I feel like with mine, it's just so random, right. you know. So I think by default, I do tend to sleep in <laughs> and I hate it. If you didn't have a job, what time would you normally wake up? Like? 10, 11. That's not bad. I know a guy that sleeps until one or two. That's, I mean, that I would hate like, myself. That's your yeah. whole life. When I, I've only woken up at like one or two if I was like wildly hungover. And then right, I'm like, right. oh, I don't or have a, holiday a life. holiday or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you like, are you a night owl or do you like the I, daytime? I am. Mm. I am a professional crastinator. <laughs> Nice. A procrastinator. Procrastinator. Yes. Did you make that up? Is that TM? Is that I trademark? think so. I mean, I've never heard it before. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I think I treat it so professionally, which is <laughs> very bad. You know, I love procrastinating. Really? You know? Does it help you in the end when you know you're on a time crunch or do you like perform better under pressure? I definitely do. You know, I think as a little artist and everyone that... You know, when you, um, the deadline is really close and mm -hmm. it's so obvious you can't make it. But when you do that little adrenaline rush, yeah. you're like, oh, I made it. Maybe I could have done one day less next time, <laughs> you know? And yeah, I hate, I hate that I love it. Yeah, yeah. but that's good that you love it because I hate it in general. Oh, really? But I think I do it sometimes, especially if I have to choreograph or something. It's mm -hmm. really only dancing because I mm -hmm. take so long because I overthink everything. So do I. But that makes sense that you do, because if you've never seen Hawk dance, it's very impressive because it's mathematically all, it all checks out. <laughs> but like, for me, like, I still am thinking mathematically and like trying to do wordplay and make sure it all hits. But it's all, it's just like, it's kind of just cho lyrical choreo. But with you, everything has to be angular and kind of the solution you kind of follow through. Yeah. You have to... It's going from one place to the other, but you have to go all through all these like cogs and machines. Right, kind of. And I, I honestly, I, I really wish I can just like not think that deeply and be like, yeah. okay, ta-da, next, you know. <laughs> ta-da. <laughs> and even even when I put my mind to it that I'm going to do that, I yeah. always end up going the deep end and then it just takes a while to make four counts. Right. That doesn't really matter. Right. You know? I mean, it does, but I, I get, guess. I go even. Yeah. What is your... 
I guess, process in order to make something mm -hmm. like your style because there's so many parts of it. And a lot of times it's dealing with more than one body. So, But you only have right. one body. So yeah. how do you do that? It's really difficult. I really I have a hard time, you know, when I get together with dancers or multiple people and if I don't have an idea ready. Mm -hmm. um, I hate that environment where they're just like, standing there waiting yeah. and be like okay oh, I hate that I hate it and uh yeah so as much as I can I try to plan certain ideas that I can try so I can seem like I'm planned you know right um but I do it's like you get really good at planning things but I feel like the more you do that you don't have to uh, figure things out on the spot as much mm -hmm. so I feel like that power becomes less which I kind of want to train now Mm -hmm. you know, so I almost want to go in with nothing so I can train that side. Whoa. You know yeah. That's scary. It's really scary. I'm an over planner in every single yes. aspect. Are you super type A <laughs> as your personality? I know we have a tiny little dog in here. He's sleeping. He's basically in your shirt. Yeah. I think, Francisco, the dog is part of your anatomy in this moment. <laughs> right he now, is so close to you that he, you guys are just one at this moment. If I doubt it's in the mic, but if you guys can hear the stomach growling, it's not me. Trust me, it's Francisco, <laughs> okay? Just to set the record straight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're super organized. Are you, everything has to be in its place. Are you clean? I'm, I'm definitely an over planner okay. and I think that's the Japanese side of me oh. which I feel like sometimes you know they they plan and structure everything and it's perfect but sometimes I think because they do that the process of getting that done becomes more prioritized than the actual final uh, product right whereas sometimes even if you planned all this if um I don't know if the cup falls, like adapting to that might end up being a final product. I think, I won't say everyone, but just as a tendency, the Japanese culture isn't as strong on that side. And right. I feel like that's my little weakness that I also want to work on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Francisco, <laughs> stop it. Did you, you didn't grow up in Japan though. I did. You well, did. Okay. So here's my story. Okay, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. I'm taking notes. I'm writing it. your biography. Okay, so believe it or not, I was actually born uh, in Japan. Uh -huh. And then when I was three, I moved to Oxford. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like an hour away from London, to those who don't know. And then when I was 12, I moved back to Japan. Okay. And then when I was 20, I came to the States. And the biggest reason was actually uh, because I was afraid that I was going to forget how to speak English. No, I was, yeah, that's I was, the reason? Yeah, I was that Japanese. What? Yeah, because the thing is, I went to public school both in Oxford okay. and in Japan. So it was like when I was in England, I was fully English. And then I was in Japan, I was fully Japanese. Right. You know, And unless you go to an international school or you have a job that works with international clients, you know, you don't have to use English in Japan. And right. if you're Japanese, you can just get by. And I was, I kind of didn't like the English side of me sort of fading away gradually. Yeah. And I'd never been to America. So I was like, well, let's so take the move. So I'll just move there. <laughs> yeah, let's just go. I've, see what happens. Like, that's so crazy. I've never been to this place. I'm going to move my entire being <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. And uh, actually, no, originally I was only supposed to do two semesters. Uh, oh, okay. Here. So you came for school. Uh, yeah. I was a foreign exchange student from japan right and i was supposed to do two semesters go back but then yeah the education system is very different in japan it's really hard to get into university but once you're in you don't do anything for four years mm -hmm. and you know out here you actually have to do paper and you have to take exams you have to study yes and since my parents were paying for my education i just thought it would be a waste to not learn anything, you know, going to school four years and not learn anything. I just thought it would be a waste. So, Whoa, I good for you. Yeah, I just quit my school in Japan and yeah, I just moved out here. That's so different than I feel like most people think of college. Because <laughs> they're just like, I'm just going to go to get a degree and then kind of like... Yeah, I guess. Do nothing. My thing, here's my note okay. on the education system. Yep. I'm not even going to get into high school because that's a whole mess. Mm. But I think that... I don't think that we should have to go into college right after high school because mm. you don't know what you're interested in. Right. If I were to go to school now, I would get a degree in psychology. But when I was younger, yes. I was like graphic design. Uh -huh. But I mean, like, I love graphic design still. Yeah. But now I'm so interested in all this other stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't know until now. Like, I'm 
27. Yeah, I completely agree. Even you, the stuff you learn in high school, mm-hmm. you would be more interested to learn it now. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I, do you know how much I know about history? Oh my God. Nothing. Yeah. None. It's I know nothing. You just have to remember things for the exam. You know, right. it's just so unattractive. Yeah. And that's, that's when you have to learn it. You know, you don't know, you can't appreciate it. I feel like. Let me know if you would subscribe to this idea if I were the teacher okay. of a high school history class. Because since we do have to learn things and cram our brains for exams and yeah. then forget about it immediately yeah. because it's like it's in the textbook, you have to do these worksheets and then it's kind of done. What if my class was you come in, I tell a story, I tell the story of history but I tell it like a story, like an actual, not like right. gossip, but just like that we know these people. <laughs> yeah. Or like I paint pictures of like this actual person in like their actual life and kind of put into terms of like millennial terms. Right. And then right, we right. all have a discussion on it. Like, what do you think? What would you do in this scenario? This is what happened. Right. This is history. Yeah. No, 100%. I feel like it has to be like interesting. Yeah. You know? It has to be more than just, oh, I have to do this, you know? That's the worst. Are, are you a good test taker, though? Uh, like back when I was in school, you mean? Yeah, because the last test I took was like a love language test. Yeah, I mean, we're all going to get good grades on any personality test. Yeah, I can't but remember yeah, the like, last time I took a test. Yes, yeah, a driver's it. test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I failed my first driver's test. I think, oh, no, I, I, I failed my first driving, like driving, driving test. Yes, Yeah. same. So did I. I Why? think everyone does once. Really? Yeah. Don't they? I don't know. Or is it just us two? I think it's just you and me. And I have have a friend from back home who told me a story one time and he was like, he was so tired. He, I guess, didn't get sleep before his driver's test. And so they pull out him and the the driver, I guess, like teacher, professor, whoever. What do they call those people? Instructor. Driving instructor. There we go. There it is. Wow. One one profession. So he, the instructor was like, okay, turn left. And my friend Tony turned right. And that was like the first thing. And then he, oh, no. <laughs> the instructor was like, all right, man, let's just pull back into the parking lot. <laughs> you're See, not you're so passing. you're so nervous and, you know. Dude, nerves are the worst. Nerves change who you are yeah. from the inside out. Oh, my God. Being nervous, it makes you not you. Yeah. How do you deal with nerves? Because I was telling my friend yesterday, we performed at a comedy show for a friend. Uh-huh. We were just doing like a 30-second dance bit, just a quick yeah. little haha. And even before that, like the stakes are so low. I mean, there's only maybe like 100 people in the in the audience. And it wasn't even our show. Right. Like I wasn't doing a solo. Right. But I was still super nervous. And normally I, I do like jumping jacks or like push-ups to yeah. try and get my body warmed up. But do you have any rituals before... You perform, or I guess, are you even nervous in general? I always get nervous Still. with everything. Oh, everything! Um, everything. Well, not everything, but a lot of things. Like sometimes, actually, a lot of times, even before I teach a workshop, I get nervous. Oh, same. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think it's a—it's actually a good thing. It's—I think you get nervous because you care. Yes. You know, the moment that's gone, you're not going to get nervous because you don't have to worry about it. You know. Yeah. I get nervous talking to people a lot, which is weird because I have a podcast. <laughs> well, that you might want to get checked, but... <laughs> yeah, doctor, please help me. I'm scared of talking to people and now I have a podcast. What have I done? It's okay. I've dug my you're, grave. T- you're talking to the mic, so it's okay. No one else is here. We're actually not even in the same room right now. There's a massive... You guys can't see, but there's a massive yeah, glass wall. We're broadcasting from Japan. Hawk has left the building and yep. the country. And that's why you should wake up early in the morning. That is right. Love that. Full circle. <laughs> there we you remember. Go. <laughs> I guess, okay, if I have a tip on getting, there's a book called, I don't want to even tell you what it's called because I haven't read it. <laughs> but I, wow. <laughs> That's a good recommendation to begin with. I've heard about this book. Once I read it, I will tell you about it. But I'm sure there's uh, like a myriad of books that basically tell you the same thing of set your alarm for... I guess like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., something early enough to get the first hour of your day to do whatever you want. So Mm -hmm. the first hour of your day sets a tone for the rest of the time that you're awake. Right, right, So the first hour of your day, get up, drink water, uh, wash your face, feel refreshed, meditate, work out, work on you, read, write, kind of do you. Because the rest of the time, we're kind of reacting to the world around us. Like we're going to work or we're in traffic or someone's saying something to us that we have to do react to 
the first hour we can do the action versus the reaction. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do have one tip that an, an actual advice okay. that <laughs> I actually I think I read read it somewhere and okay. I actually tried it and I you know for the times I actually do wake up. Okay. Is just complete a very simple task. <gasps> like making your bed. It could be ma- I think the one I actually read was making the bed. Um but like it could be if there's dishes, you know, from last night, get it done. Mm-hmm. It, and it could be something so simple that can be done in 10 minutes. But uh, what I've experienced is the fact that it doesn't even matter what it is, but the fact that you completed the task sort of starts up your momentum. Yeah. You know, and it's like because I, I think I personally have a really hard time actually starting it. You know, once you started then you're just going to finish it. But totally. once you make that little progress, then it's like, okay, do the next thing. And then it can snowball and get bigger and bigger and bigger. So Right. Imagine making half of your bed. You oh. wouldn't. <laughs> you so you all you have to do exactly. is make one half of your bed. <laughs> and <laughs> then you'll make the whole yeah, bed. You'll finish it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good tip. I have another tip that I just found or I thought of right now. It's a horrible tip, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> Go to bed dehydrated. This is bad. Already. This is bad. Oh, I see where you're going, <laughs> This though. is already super unhealthy for you. So <laughs> don't do this. Okay. But you could. You could. So go to bed dehydrated. And then when you wake up, you're going to be so parched, you're going to want to die. Then, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but now that you're so desperate for water, tell yourself that you won't be able to get a glass of water until you do one thing to feel productive. I guess you'll just go get a water. <laughs> be like, hey, I'm kind of dying. I don't have to be productive. I need to live first. <laughs> you know? But yeah, that's that would be productive because then you would walk out of your room yeah. to the kitchen. You'd exactly. get something for yourself and then you're up. Yeah. Hey, it will wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I stand by that tip. Okay. Then I'll, I'll test it tomorrow. Oh, then. my God. <laughs> oh, that was the last time we heard from Hawk. <laughs> That was it. All right. Okay. Here's our next question. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm a freshman in college and I'm currently attending a very competitive art school. Ooh. I came in confident of my abilities, but have slowly started to notice that everyone around me seems to have more experience than I do. I'm finding myself growing more and more insecure. I can't help but compare myself to others. These insecurities are holding me back from trying out for clubs or extracurriculars because I fear that I won't be good enough. Do you have any advice on how to not compare your skill to those around you? From Creatively Crushed. Mm, that's a tough one. That I is feel a like tough one. especially in this day and age, it happens so much because you see everything. Yeah. This is filled with information. Uh, I actually have the same problem too. So, so do I. Yeah. Uh, I think if anything, what I try to do, it's it's like a healthy and unhealthy uh psychological thing that happens but my starting point is thinking that i suck Ooh, yeah i already think there's nothing so you have to do everything to prove yourself wrong right and because of that starting point you ended up making products but so the result is great you know yes but mentally it sucks because (laughs) you're always not good Right. (laughs) But that's so good if you have the work ethic in order to prove yourself wrong. As long as you don't get stuck in that, like if someone is like, I'm going to pretend like I'm bad at everything Mm -hmm. and then they start believing it, then it's bad. Just leave like 5% of a gap that you know you're doing it to yourself. Like it's not real. Right. But if you can actually find a system that works for yourself Mm -hmm. because you already think that way, then actually you can use it as a plus rather than just a minus, you know? There's a quote I read that was, uh, I forget exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that I'm like trying to say something and I'm like, I have nothing to back this up. There's this amazing thing that I <laughs> actually don't remember at all. <laughs> However, it goes like this. <laughs> it was something along the lines of, um, pretend you're a champion at what you want to do and then work diligently to become being a champion and the gap in between belief and reality will soon close. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I it's, think that's kind of what exactly you said in, in words that I don't remember. Right. And it's like success is just how, it's just a perception, you mm-hmm. know? And it's not like this solid line that all of a sudden you jump to it. It's it's just a continuation of every single day, you know? Yeah. Success looks like a heart monitor. Like it's up <laughs> and down. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think it's hard... Maybe, you know, if you got this question now, to compare it to the others 
because you only see the the good parts of the others. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. I talk about it all the time. I'm like, why would anyone post pictures of them crying or them right. like being cripplingly like detrimental to their mentality that they don't think that they're good enough? Right. No right. one is. I mean, I guess now it's a little bit more easy to be vulnerable like that. Mm-hmm. But when you go on Instagram, people have posed for these pictures. Right. They've made sure they look in the best light so yeah. that they can be seen how they want to be seen. And I think just understanding that might make it a little bit easier mm-hmm. for yourself to not think that you're below all these people. Right. if you actually talk to them, it's not all that they have the highs, they have the lows just like you, you know? A hundred percent. And just if anything, I think it's for everyone. You can't, you can't take shortcuts if you want like an actual quality. Yeah. So just put your work in. And uh, just have it come to. If it doesn't come to, you know, work harder and smarter. Mm-hmm. And just trust trust in that process. A hundred percent. There's another quote. I think this is a oh, Drake right. lyric. <laughs> he says, I, this is not Drake. Who cares? <laughs> Someone said this in the world at one point in time. Okay, okay. Put the work in until it works out. If you know who sings that song, <laughs> let me know. Because <laughs> I don't. Is it, is it J. Cole? It's somebody like in the hip hop sphere. Yeah. <laughs> Either it's, way. It's all Gwen Stefani. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, that's a Katy Perry lyric. Yeah. Oh, man. I think we helped. I think so, too. I yeah. feel confident about okay. that one. Okay, that was good. <laughs> We're going to take a break while Hawk gives us an extra piece of advice you can find on at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram. And we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Hawk is here taking a break from dancing and food blogging. By the way, your food pictures are out of this world. Thank you. That's pure love. You pure are, love. Pure I, love. I love food so much. Dude, same. We'll get into that. Okay. He's here to be in the studio with us. But before we get into act two, what are you absolutely obsessed with right now? Something that you can't get enough of in your life? Honestly, food. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what's I the think... best food you've had on this earth? Oh, I think as of right now uh, in, um, we went to Italy mm-hmm. uh, in Florence Yes. There was a gorgonzola cheese and truffle gnocchi. Oh my. And it wasn't even God. that expensive. It wasn't even that expensive. Yeah. And Genia uh, and I, we shared it, you know? And I'm not even kidding. Time slowed down a little bit. Stop it. It was so good that we were just like, No way. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, it Have was, you ever it was amazing. cried from eating something? I actually haven't cried from food. Oh my God. No. I have, but that's just because when I'm on like on a very crazy diet and then I have the cheat day. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm like the first, I remember there's a place called Gus's Fried Chicken here in LA. Have okay. you had that yet? No, no. It's, I don't, not a lot of people know about it, but it's one of the main, I guess like the, the best fried chickens. Like there's Roscoe's and there's, yeah. there's, there's this one that I don't remember what it's called, but it, the line, oh, Howlin' Ray's? Howlin' Ray's, yeah, yeah. There's like a three hour wait for that one. Is is there? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I that's the one. Up. Yeah, no, there is. And then there's it's like Gus's. Disneyland. 
Yeah, yeah. it's Disneyland for poultry. You, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but I remember being on a diet and we had me and my old roommate we had the first bite of Gus's fried chicken and I think we both looked at each other probably how you and Gina did and we just like were sobbing I think like at one point my roommate like tossed her head back to where I wasn't sure if she could breathe correctly I think her like (laughs) I think her throat cut her circulation of oxygen off and I think she was done yeah I hate it because I could I could eat fried chicken or chicken wings every day I know I shouldn't or wings drumsticks Yeah. yeah if I had to pick I have a drumstick tip. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I don't know if this is how other people eat them, but instead of eating them like a little corn on the cob, like two hands, you take one, like your left pointer, index, and thumb finger, and then index finger and thumb, thumb finger. When's the last time someone said thumb thumb finger? finger? (laughs) I am an alien. I don't know things. And so you, your left index and thumb, and you're right, and you, you twist them opposite each other and uh-huh. then you grab each side of the drumstick or I'm um, sorry the wing yeah did you say wing or drumstick I said drumstick that's right <laughs> I swear you not in my head the whole time I was like oh no after she finishes all this explanation I need to clarify what a drumstick is because <laughs> I need to tell I her she's wrong thinking, wait you're you're talking about the two bone thing right yeah the the wings that's the wing that's yeah I'm okay. wrong okay I've never been more incorrect than this moment <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about this is my quick wing tip. <laughs> so you take your fingers, I'm gonna finish it because I'm already halfway through, and then you twist them opposite each other and then pull outwards. It then comes you, out, right? Yeah. Then you have one one little wing bone on one side and one on the other, right. and then you just kinda go mm, yum yum. I've always known about that information. Oh, really? I think I tried it once. This isn't new information? No, but then like I love food, so yeah, okay. obviously. But <laughs> I think I tried it once and it didn't work. Oh. So ever since then, I just eat it normally. <laughs> and it's a hassle if you eat it normally. It is. And I think because of that, yeah. I like drumsticks. Drumsticks, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to get wings after this. Oh, God. What's your go-to wing flavor, like sauce on top of the wing, if they're not naked? Um, I do always like if they have like a mango, habanero, ah. little sweet but spicy. Mm-hmm. I, I love spicy food. I do not. You don't. Because you do the Hot Ones Challenge. Have you ever seen those videos on the yes, internet? I, ha- uh, I don't see, because I've had my fair share of things where it's so spicy it hurts. Yes. I don't get it. I mean, th- it's not joyful at that point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just hot painful. to kill you. Yeah. And it's like, it it just hurts. And I, I'm not. <laughs> it honestly it's painful. Yeah. And um, I would like to, you know, in, indulge and enjoy the flavor. Yeah. That's, that's why I eat not the pain stuff. Fair. Do you yeah. cook too? I do. I do. Oh, yeah. That's good. So I love, I think it was a mixture of things, but I, it helps me uh, remember places because I have a really bad memory. Whoa, that's awesome. But I think when you connect it to senses, you can be like, oh, I remember this grilled octopus from Portugal. And then it kind of recalls your memories from, or the Portugal trip. And then right. be like, oh, I remember this fish from Japan, you know? And if you, because it's like, it's a sense, you taste it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of like when you smell a certain smell yeah. of your childhood, it brings back all those memories. Yeah. I think I, I try to use it in that kind of way. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And I think if you can uh, learn and remember a certain flavor, uh, that you experience from across the seas, then you can recreate that back home. Mm-hmm. And then your library of flavors, it just, you know, expands as, as time goes by. I love that. I love that so much of relating a flavor to a place. Because as of mm-hmm. this point in my life, I get tattoos from wherever I go. So there's oh, like yeah? little souvenirs to be like, yeah, I'm like, this little one's from Paris and this one's from Greece. Hey, that works but, too. Yeah, it definitely works, but I feel like it would be better <laughs> if it was not permanent and I can just taste it. Well, I mean, that's that's a different way, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I, I'm so bad at remembering places, people, yeah. names, and faces. Whoa, yeah. what? How, why? I don't know. I don't know. It's I can't remember. It's been so bad. I, you know, for as far as I can remember, even since when I was a little kid and we would have family gatherings, mm-hmm. I would never know who anyone is and I would always ask. And oh. my family would always get tired of me asking and it's just always been a thing. Yeah. Whoa. I think I can fix it if I put my mind to it. <laughs> So that I feel like I'm a bad person because I'm not prioritizing (laughs) that. Like I could, but I don't kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm just bad at remembering. 
That's, you'll get there. Yeah, one day. <laughs> if you remember to work on it. Yeah. Megan, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, my name is Jennifer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa. Okay, this next segment, we don't have a jingle for it. So after I say it, you have to make one up. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be a jingle. It can be like a quick little sound. Okay. But whatever it okay. is, it has to come from your mouth. Gotcha. And now it's time for our tip jar section. Really good symbol. I planned that. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we take to Twitter for a segment we call Tip Jar. I'm going to read a short suggestion that was tweeted at me, and we have to weigh in with one quick tip on each subject. Here we go. Oh, this works because we were just talking about traveling. Our first one is tourist attractions. Okay. What is your tip on tourist attractions? What do you mean? Any, do you have that's one that's the, broad. It's, it's so broad. Earth, go. Go. What's your answer? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you have a favorite tourist attraction or do you have a tip on going to tourist attractions in other countries? Uh, do your research. Oh, do your research. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's so many tourist traps mm -hmm. and it depends on what you like, but you don't want to be upset, you know, afterwards. And most of the time you have limited time once you're there. And you have more time before you go. So just do your research. Make sure you know stuff. But always leave a little bit of room for surprise. Because yeah. that's the best part about it too. I think that there's a website out there. I remember when I went to Paris, I was like, I want to feel like a local. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I'm going to, it's probably not this, but something along the lines of like livelikealocal.com or something like that. Uh -huh. If you just Google live, how, live like a local, I'm sure you can find something. But it's people that live in these cities that you're going to that kind of give you the insight of like, oh, here's a speakeasy bar that only people that live in Paris would go to. So you don't right. get caught in all of the thirst, thirst traps. <laughs> oh my God. Thirst traps. <laughs> the fact that that was so quick on my tongue as a Freudian slip. I don't know how I Whoa. feel about it. Okay. Make sure you check out the thirst traps. guys. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't get caught up in the tourist attractions. Mm -hmm. I, that would be my tip. Yeah. And um, just be mindful to the local favorites. It's a favorite because it's you have to understand the different uh, perspectives too. Like mm -hmm. if you live there, you might like it more too. You know, there's a reason certain tourist attractions are good too. So don't completely deny it. There's definitely some good too. But just beware, it could be overpriced for what it is. A hundred percent. I wonder if when you moved to LA, did yeah. you knock out all of the LA attractions right away? I didn't. You didn't? I, no, because I lived on campus and okay. I didn't have a car. Uh -huh. So I didn't even see the Hollywood sign till maybe five years in after no living here. No way! Yeah, because I think, you know, the first year you have like a huge desire to, oh, I want to go to Hollywood. I want to, I don't even know what's in downtown, but I heard yeah. it's cool. So I want to go there, Santa Monica, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I had all this desire, but I didn't really have the tools or, I mean, it could have been as easy as asking my classmates that had a car. Totally. But I was, I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> so I didn't. And then I think, yeah, after a year, that desire kind of went down. And I think I was working on set or something and, the place where we were at, it, you can happen to see the sign. And I was oh. like, oh, wow, that's the first time. That's a cool <laughs> yeah. way to see it for the first time. Like, Weird. Yeah. I just Google stuff and I'm like, nope, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the modern day. Yeah, Google Earth, take a trip anywhere. There we go. Without leaving. It's like you're walking. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I saw any. Well, I remember going to Venice Beach and Santa Monica what else is there? There's the Hollywood sign. There's LACMA, which is like the thing of lights outside right, of right, the museum. Right. There's, um, I guess now there's the Broad Museum, but yeah. before it was something else. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really nice uh, like Getty and stuff too. Yeah. I don't think I've been to a single museum since I've been here. Really? Yeah. That I've been to the Hollywood sign one time because I was training for a half marathon and, and my running coach wanted to do it. We recently, I actually went with Ryan uh, yeah. end of last year. and Because you know there's a trail that goes behind it. Yes. And you can get really close to it. Mm -hmm. We were going to take that. But then, I don't know how because the, the trail is really simple, but we got lost. Okay. So we were like, okay, but we want to go to the sign. Let's just go straight towards the sign. And we were uh -huh. just joking about it, but we actually ended up going straight to the sign. Whoa. To the point that I guess we were trespassing. We didn't know. Oh, no. And like the, the patrol people 
Oh no! They were talking to us, and we were like, "Oh, wait! Did they have like speakers in?" Yeah, they oh, had no speakers. Way. Yeah, and we didn't know, but we were pretty, pretty close to it. Do you I'll remember you a couple years ago where someone in the middle of the night changed the Hollywood yes. sign to Hollyweed? So maybe they don't have twenty four hour surveillance because that was crazy. That was crazy. If you've been to the Holly Hollyswood, if you've been <laughs> Hollyswood first first trap. <laughs> These are all parodies of the actual things. If you've ever been to the Hollywood sign, it's pretty big. Yeah. So for them to change that sign, they must have had really big materials. Like that was and a to lot of carry work. that. I mean, because also you can't drive up to it. The no. hike is like three or more miles. Yeah, they had to carry that whatever thing they put. That was on a the lot letters. of work for them. Yeah, just for a hey, hey look, wonder, look at what I did. <laughs> I really want to know what happened to them. I don't know. Do they I, even know who did it? Probably I not. I don't huh? know because it was fixed immediately. Oh, was it? It was like it was on the news, and then the next thing I saw, it was yeah. it was yeah. done. Yeah. So they were on it. Quick in, quick out, just pop up. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's our tip on tourist attractions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I can give a tip on this because I have uh, white girl hair, but our next tip jar suggestion is Asian hair. Okay. Do you have a tip on Asian hair? Do you tip? have Asian hair, first of all? Do you? I think so. Yeah. Well, what is Asian hair? Is it just softer than other people's? No, I think it's actually more... Um, Thicker or I okay. know it compared to white girl hair or white people hair. Yeah, it's saying white people appropriate. It's I feel like there's so sure. much things nowadays. Like oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. As long as we know that we don't mean anything bad by it. No, it's, and we're also saying good thing. Let's both say one good thing about white people hair. Oh, <laughs> uh, they are nice looking. Well, my girlfriend's white, so <laughs> it's like why would I have? Anything against I it. I think white people hair is very soft, and I think it looks very fun to toss around. Okay, there now we that go. we said two nice things, we can talk about, about Asian hair. Asian hair, yeah. You know what? It's sad, because this will be a great question for Gina. That would be. Because she's a hairstylist. I should have her on and talk about hair the whole time, because yeah. she hates when I cut. Hawk's girlfriend is my hairstylist, <laughs> and I cut my hair when I'm traveling, <laughs> And I always have to come in and be like, I'm sorry. That's funny. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm Asian, but I yes. think she already had a lot of Asian girl clients yeah. before even we're together. Because a mm. lot of people think it has to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. Right. You know? And I do know how colors go in. Oh, here's another thing that's good about uh, white girl hair is that I think putting color in is a lot easier. Oh, right. Because you know, for Asian hair, because it's like darker black, and thicker, yeah. yeah, you have to lift it first. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it damages a little bit. And yeah. then you have to do it hoping that it will go in. So I think it's always a little bit harder. Hoping is the worst word for hair. Oh, like, yeah. I'm always like, mm, hope this turns out well. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, if it doesn't, that's the, the whole thing. Yeah. But I mean. Worst case scenario, it's just gonna look like my hair. So this How's is your this is the worst, worst case, case scenario. I'm always like, kind of shave it, and then no, actually, can you cut? No, I have to change my mind. Just braid it. Just braid it. Yeah. Do you change your mind in the chair? No, I don't. It oh, just that's good. Up like this. Yeah. So I you actually have... had a forehead like cornrow in the beginning. In the beginning of actually, it was a process. Time <laughs> the in the beginning of, of time. <laughs> yes. Remember Jesus? He was like, yo. Uh, no, when I first moved. I didn't know how to, I didn't know where to go for, mm -hmm. you know, and you're a college student. So it's like, what do I do? Right. So it just grew for a year. Yeah. And then uh, I wanted to get it cornrowed. Uh, so I did. And then it looks nice, but it gets so itchy. Oh, and you I can't bet. Do, you, you, you can't do anything. You have to just pat down, you know? You know what I used to do? What? When I, I when I. Cornrows? I did you half, did. only half because. Oh, okay. In our, uh, I'm from Florida, and our cheerleading team was from this place called Sanford, uh -huh. and um, we would go get our hair like half cornrowed in the mm. beginning by some of our teammates, and then we would curl the rest oh, or like nice. put it in a ponytail. And so they would do it so tight; they're like incredible. Yeah. The girls on my team, and I would take big mechanical pencils uh -huh. and you know put some uh, click it a couple times, and then just kind of go inside the yeah. the braid and, and just, like shift around. Yeah. Yeah, no, if it's half shaved, I mean, that's why I did it, because I was like, I need to figure out a way how I can scratch around it, you know? Yeah. And I had never actually seen anyone shave right next to a braid. Yeah. Time. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it. 
Worst case, it's just going to grow back. Yeah, that's the good thing. So I did it. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I was actually in the Black Students Union. Okay. When I was in college. And it wasn't until I think I told the Quest guys that they were like, what? (laughs) Because I already grew up with people that's different from Mm -hmm. me in England. So I was like, oh, I love the black culture. Right. You know, I'm dancing like... I just thought it was a natural thing, but I'm sure it was weird from the outside. It's like <laughs> one Asian dude, you know, but from my perspective, everyone's the same. So, right. yeah, it wasn't a big deal. If you've ever seen a picture of Quest Crew, if you're listening now, all of you guys have very distinct and out there hair cuts and colors. Are you used to? Mm-hmm. Um, was that something that you guys talked about as a crew? Or you like, no. let's all do something crazy? No, not really. I think Ryan already liked to do hair his own way. Mm-hmm. And I think because Eris was always with Ryan, you know, he became like that too. I kind of became like my style, whatever, because of a different path that oh. I took. And it just, yeah, it was just like, um, it was a coincidence. Like yeah. from the outside, it was packaged like that, but it really was just... A coincidence and yeah it, it's not like uh, a fake character that we right, wanted right. to make you know it was like oh i guess you could see it that way but that's so we cool were just that everyone being just kind of yeah. you know so yeah that was interesting that'd be a good did like paul mitchell ever sponsor you guys because that would be a, a layup for them like and, here's like our new line of hair color right no <laughs> but i think they used us on the ad at some point oh, a long time ago that would make a lot of sense yeah Okay, that's our tip on Asian hair. (laughs) (laughs) Our tangents. Do you have a tip Mm -hmm. on being late? Tip on being late. Um, Again, see, these are all my questions. I'm Uh, really yes. Are you a late goer? I am by a tiny bit. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Do you leave? When you should, when I guess if you map something out, yeah. do you leave when it says you should leave, or you go, okay, it tells me I'm gonna, I should leave at twelve thirty. I'm gonna leave at twelve twenty. Well, this year I'm trying harder to set it already okay. beforehand because I feel like in my head naturally I'm like, oh, ten minutes isn't gonna do anything. But mm-hmm. I also do. I feel like you should, if it's not gonna do anything, you might as well be there ten minutes earlier. I know. Yeah. Exactly. I there's a. I guess an unwritten rule, maybe it's written, everything is written on the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's something that was written in a job interview scenario where it's like, if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. Uh-huh. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah. And I think that stuck with me so hard yeah. to where if I have to be somewhere at 8.30, like I'm getting there at 8.15 and right. I'll park somewhere just right around the corner and I'll just be there. Yeah. The fact that I'm there, I'm not stressed out and I'll... Right. I'll be I'll be good. I mean, 100%, that's the best way to do it. That's yeah. yeah, I guess that would be my tip. Get there 15 minutes before you need to. There we go. These are all my questions today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can have a tip on public speaking though. Oh. Do you have a tip on one of the, on one of those? Tip on public speaking. I uh see I don't even know if I'm good or bad at it. I think just be yourself. You know, I think when the idea of how you're supposed to be mm-hmm. overwhelms you too much. Then there's all these like boundaries and walls and things, and you know you can't do any of it. But just be yourself. Like that's the that's the ba- best way to do it. I know that's the hardest <laughs> thing to do. That's the easy that and like just rip it off like a band aid are the two easiest <laughs> things to say and the yeah. hardest things to do. Yeah. But yeah, once you can get comfortable, I agree with you. I think my tip will be. Make sure your intro is not planned. Like, Mm. have some leeway. It's almost like what you're talking about, like, have that 5% left for surprise when you're traveling Mm -hmm. or when you're making something up. Yeah. Have that 5% of leeway when you first start at the very top, when, like, you come out to any crowd ever. Like, what I used to do when I performed at colleges, I would Mm -hmm. ask, like, what's the coolest thing to do or, like, what do I need to do to get them to feel a little bit more personally attached right and then also like oh she's listening to us and we are here for a reason we're not right, here just right, listening right. to someone talk so when you walk onto a stage or in front of your class say something that involves everyone to mm-hmm. be like we're all on the same page here we're all humans we're, no one's you know like more nervous than one another i am the most nervous no matter what at all times so if you could just say one thing at the top of whatever you're doing to get everyone 
lubricated and warmed up. Hate that I use the word that <laughs> lubricated, but it's too late to take that now. So I'm going with it. Yeah. That'll help you be yourself too if you can kind of get the wheels turning. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Our last tip is having energy. Tip on having energy. <laughs> Oh, take pre-workout? <laughs> Have you ever? I don't. Gina takes it, but I don't. It doesn't really do much. To I've me. never. Ta- I'm too scared. Have energy. What's a good way to have energy? Or to conserve energy so that you can have it later. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? What do you? What do you think? From oh. what you've seen and what you know of me, what do you think? That's really hard because yeah. the most I've seen you is on stage. Oh, that's true. And that would be extremely extroverted, but. From knowing how smart you are, so I not I'm not saying that smarter people are not extroverts, but from the people in my life that mm-hmm. are very like brainy and cerebral, I feel like they're generally a little bit more intuitive in their minds. So right, I'm right, gonna right. say that you're an introvert that is able to be extroverted when necessary. That is pretty damn spot on. Woo! Yeah. Uh I'm a complete introvert though. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think I actually learned about introverts and extroverts till later on in life, mm-hmm. you know. And then actually recently, I think it was last year or the year before, I asked my parents mm-hmm. and they said they're both introverts too, mm-hmm. you know. So and it's I almost feel like, inherited. Yeah. But the thing is, the existence of parents and existence of introverts, extroverts, you learn them way like different. Like you, you know your parents when you're born and then... 30 years later, you learn about that. So when you put those together, yeah. it's a shock. Yeah, know? 30, la- 30 yeah. years later, you become your parents. It's like, also. oh, <laughs> weird, you know. But I think, you know, it's just the ability to be okay by yourself. Yeah, you I'm know? an extreme introvert too. I love being by I myself. I <laughs> love being alone. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between being alone because you don't have an option and being alone because you have the option. Mm-hmm. and. Having the option to be alone is the best place to be. Yeah. But I like, have you, do you ever feel lonely sometimes because you're so used to being alone? And then when you don't want to be alone, you're like, I don't know what to do now. Uh, I think that the first time I ever felt that was last year when I was working a lot in China. Maybe because I was stressed. I don't know. And then because you don't have the option to be around anyone sometimes. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. Like when you have the option, mm-hmm. it's great. But when you don't, you miss people. Yeah, when you yeah. go to parties, what's your go your go to move? Do you get there early so you can leave early? How? Here's my actual question. Yeah. Okay. Before oh, no, I do a follow- I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just how long do you think you should be at a party before you can leave as an introvert? Because right, I clock my time. I go. I'm getting here at this time. I'll put. I'm not going to tell my answer because I want to hear yours. I'll put X right. amount of time in, and then no one will think I'm a bad person for leaving. Uh, I don't think there's a set time. I, I've never consciously okay. set a time for that. I try my best to actually enjoy the time there. Mm. Uh, but What's that like? Enjoying time at a party? <laughs> but then I think I end up finding myself just sitting down on the chair and then observing and be like, all right, I've enjoyed, like, maxed out. I'm going to leave. Okay, so you feel it out. That's pretty good. Yeah, I try to. Because I feel like... I don't know, just me. If you set it, you're not going to be able to enjoy it at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you're only waiting for that clock to tick, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one way, but you also want to leave a space to actually enjoy the party if it is fun. Yeah. What's the minimum amount of time that you would be at a party? Uh... See, I think it's a difference because I'm a lot of the times I'm physically there, but mentally I'm already, <laughs> I'm already home. on my yeah, couch. You know? <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter how long. I think if you ask my friends a lot of times, like, well, yeah, he's kind of there. You know, <laughs> his body's there. Yeah. I wish, a part of me wishes I, I could have that other side where you can just, oh, lots of people, blah, 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 you know. But it's just so much work. I mean, yeah. I love people, and but I love people in very, direct ways like one-on-one like now or three people if i had a game night max four people Mm -hmm. but like i don't like being at parties because it drains my energy yeah so being alone like having energy i think i can only get alone or one-on-one i agree even in group chats i become silent because it's like (laughs) even a group chat you don't 
you know, I think when it's that many people, mm-hmm. it's really not going to make that much difference if you say anything or not. Like right. The conversation is probably going to carry on. But when it's one on one, yeah, it's hey, not. do you want lunch? You have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. So I definitely prefer more like one on one or small group situations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So our closing tip on having energy, you can go first. Having energy is uh, just be ambitious with life. And I think it will naturally come. Oh, that's yeah. way better than my have, tip. <laughs> you don't have to force anything. You're naturally going to want to do stuff. Yeah. Be curious. Wow. Stay curious. Look at that. My tip is have coffee. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you, Hawk, for being here. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, the easiest way is uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just H O K. That's so cool. How long really have you short. had to have that before someone else was like, I want this username? Uh, a lot of people hit me up, but actually someone else had it before. No way. Yeah, but they never, they had like two posts and like they were inactive for years. So, so you hit them up and were like, I need this. No, I actually, I think it's someone I knew worked for Instagram, they got it for me. Oh, what but a nice a, gift. It took ages though. Yeah. Because it was like, hey. I think I should have a name more than this person who's not doing anything. <laughs> like, at least do something with sure. it if you're going to have it. Yeah. Whoa, so, that's cool. I yeah, could never so. imagine having just Megan. I think that's <laughs> so cool. M. Just M. <laughs> M. At M. Whoa. Yeah, but just H-O-K. Nice and simple. H-O-K. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Yay. If you have a sticky situation or burden concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off Sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your chuperzona. Double points if you mention your age and all these other elements that would help us because then we can help you better. Also rate us five stars because life is a doozy and what will remedy that? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.